Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Wine, Repeat, a podcast for all you wine lovers who, if you're like me, just cannot get enough of the good stuff. I'm Yanina Doyle, your host, brand ambassador, wine educator, and sommelier. So stick with me as we dive deeper into this ever-evolving, wonderful world of wine. And wherever you are listening to this, cheers to you. Hello and welcome back, lovely wine lovers. My apologies that this podcast has taken a little bit longer than normal. It turns out I am only a superhero at sleeping and not at editing podcasts. So slight housekeeping note, I am going to be changing the podcasts to be released every two weeks rather than one. Because it turns out staring at a computer screen all day long is not so good for your health. However, this episode is going to encourage you to be even healthier because we are going to be talking about the wines of Sardinia. And there is a lot of evidence for a specific grape variety that comes from Sardinia that is the healthiest wine on earth. So today I'm going to be chatting with Francesco Fantinelle, who is the general manager and the sommelier at Harry's London, who's Italian and specifically half Sardinian from his mother's side and visits every year, so knows a lot about the delicious wines of Sardinia. But first, let's go to my winery of the week. So a little while ago, I opened up a bottle of Vermentino, which is one of the key varieties that you'll find in Sardinia. And I just loved it. It really gave me some wow factor for its price point. And for this reason, they are my winery of the week. So they're definitely not one of the big guys. This is a winery called Unmaradivino a sea of wine, if you're going to translate. So, Unmare de Vino. Now, they started in 1949. This was the grandfather at the time. So, they're in their third generation. So, the grandfather was called Joaquin Nocini. Him and his sons planted the first vineyards, and they're located in the northeast of the island. Now, this is where the famous Vermentino de Galura DOCG is. So, that is the one designation of origin that they have of of the highest quality on the island of Sardinia. They're in a little town called Berquita, and they're known to be one of the top producers in the whole province. And with all the wind and all the sunshine that lovely Sardinia promises, they're in a very, very perfect place. This is an area with loads of rocks and loads of granite. The winery has been getting better and better since 2000, when, going into the third generation, Joaquino Jr., with his father and uncle, decided to replant the vineyards, then really bringing the modern tech to the tradition that they already had in place. So they've planted international varieties alongside some of the indigenous varieties. One of the red wines that you should definitely look out for is the Otremare, which is a blend of Merlot, Cabernet Franc and some Carignano. This is under the IGT Colli de Limbara, so named after the Mount Limbara. And IGT, again, is one of the designations of quality, but a lower level than the DOCs and the DOCGs. There's about 15 IGTs on the island. This is one of the ones that you should look out for is better known and probably one of the more key IGTs. Under this IGT, they will be making whites and reds and rosés, even sparklings. You'll find even Nebbiolo is quite a popular red variety that's used alongside Sanchevese and Cabernet Sauvignon. 
But now I want to quickly focus on the Vermentino that made me very happy. Now I have another bottle because you should never only have one of a delicious wine. So this is the Vermentino de Galura, DOCG. It's called Terra e Mare, which means land and sea, which is very nice. It's a very, very cute label. It's really beautifully designed. So I will make sure that's on my Instagram for you to have a look. So let's give this beautiful wine a try. Now on the nose, it's just gorgeous citrus, which is what I often expect from a Vermentino. It's very fresh, but there's like a nice savoury note and some gorgeous peaches, actually. This is quite a ripe version of Vermentino. It's absolutely beautiful on the nose. Very, very aromatic. It's medium bodied. There's like some some almond flakes mixed in with some peach and, and that, that kind of limey lemon note. The acidity, whoosh, is um is definitely going to wake you up. Don't have a, it's not a breakfast wine. <laughs> we'll talk about breakfast wines another time. Um, but there's that lovely salinity which I expect from Vermentino, and that finishes off really beautifully. It's a delicious wine. You can get this from DaviesWine.co.uk if you live in the UK. It's seventeen ninety five, so not crazy expensive. It's gorgeous with oysters, seafood, shellfish clams, all these kind of beautiful fish with slight saltiness. It's a perfect pairing. Anything you can squeeze a whole load of lemon over will be absolutely delicious. So go and check out Amara Divino if you haven't tried them before because their wines are delicious. And now let's talk a little bit more about Sardinia itself. So Sardinia as an island shares a lot of the same grape varieties as Spain does. And the reason for that, it was under Aragon rule from the 1300s until the 1700s. So there is a lot of arguments as to did some of the grape varieties originate from Sardinia and go to Spain or the other way around. That is still to be proven. You'll find the style of the wines in Sardinia much closer to the style in Spain and France rather than in Italy itself. There are obviously, as I mentioned, the similar grape varieties. There's also a nice salinity coming from the sea that you'll often find when you taste Sardinian wines. Now, I have a little bit of a love affair with Sardinia. For anybody who Googles it and looks at the beaches and the landscape, it is stunning. 70% of the island is hills and about 14% is completely mountainous. So you find a lot of the vineyards around the outside more on the coast. And it's not just the delicious wines. There is a, a lot of sheep on this island. And so that's the source of the PDO cheese, Pecorino Romano, in fact. Another cool fact which I found out about Sardinia is that 80% of Italy's corks comes from this island. When I talk with Francesco in a little bit, we're going to try and cover most of the major grape varieties that you should know about. But Sardinia itself claims to have about 150 indigenous grape varieties. Now, the most famous white grape variety that you need to know about, I've already mentioned, is Vermentino. Vermentino, you should expect sea spray, grapefruit, green apples, almonds, these kind of flavours. And just for you to know, Vermentino in the Ligura region of Italy is known as Bigato. In Piemonte, it's known as Favorito. 
Vita. And if down in the south of France, it's known as Roll. If you haven't experienced Vermentino, Roll, Bigato, this grape variety, it's a lovely, high acid, super refreshing grape variety, perfect with seafood. So go and check that out. My personal opinion is that the Vermentino di Golora is the best example of Vermentino. So let me know what you think about that. Now, going to the main red variety, it is Cananao. Cananao is Sardinia's version of the Spanish grape variety Garnacha, or as they say in France, Grenache. Now, it has adapted, it has changed in the soils. You get a different Garnacha, hence the name Cananao. It's a grape variety that's quite full-bodied with a much softer acid structure. Now, you do get these lovely red fruits, your raspberries and strawberries, but I find more with the Sardinian Cananao, there will also be some black cherries or even a slightly more plumminess to it. You're going to get lovely floral notes, violets maybe, and always a spiciness. I pick up white pepper with the Cananao and with the Garnacha of Spain. It's a great tapas wine, very good with grilled vegetables, with lamb, with sausages. It's got quite soft tannins and good fruit, so it's good with stews, even Asian food and lovely barbecue grilled meats as well. It's quite a flexible wine. This is the grape variety that they have said has the most resveratrol in the grape. Now, resveratrol is filled with antioxidants, and this is where I get to the healthy part. So, there has been a lot of research about this grape variety, and they believe that drinking this specific wine, Cananao, is incredibly good for your health. Obviously, in moderation, I might say. When you look at the countries with the oldest people in the world, Sardinia is right up there. So yes, of course, they have the Mediterranean diet, a load of sunshine, and I'm sure a much more relaxed lifestyle than many of us living in cities. But that little glass of Cananao that they have with their lunch and with their dinner is definitely contributing to keeping them healthier and living much, much longer. So grab yourself a glass of Cananao. Cananao does not have its own DOCG. It has a denomination d'origine, DOC, for the whole island. Cananao de Sardegna. So look out for that. Me and Francesco chat and give a few suggestions of other Cananaos and places you can get it from. So it seems to me like it's a good time to head over to that chat. So thank you so much, Francesco, for joining me. How are you today? My pleasure. I'm very well. <laughs> How are you? I am good, although I believe you're better than I am because you just told me you already have a glass of wine poured. Yeah, but it's not well. Uh, yes, so we can say this in six minutes. I will tell you that I'm drinking wine. <laughs> well, listen, it, as my dad always says, it's 12 o'clock somewhere in the world, right? That's true. Plus, as somebody said to me, if you are awakened uh, for three hours, you can drink. Oh, really? That's a rule now? Yeah. Three hours and you yeah. can drink? Yeah. Well, and there's the other rule. If you're on holiday, you can drink as soon as you wake up. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's your birthday, and if it's the weekend, and if it's sparkling wine. It makes sense to me. Well, plus today is my day off, so I think it's included. Fantastic. For anybody listening, there are plenty of ways for you to drink before 12 o'clock. There were your rules right there. Yes, true. <laughs> so, for, so Francesca, we're going to talk about Sardinia. So tell me, it's your 
mum that is natively from Sardinia, right? Uh, yes, correct. My mum is from Sardinia, from a small uh, town in the middle of the region, which is mm -hmm. called uh, Mogoro, and is in between Oristano, uh, that you find on the west coast, where mm -hmm. is the Gulf, and uh, Cagliari. Okay, fab. And so you grew up, presumably, drinking wine, right? Yes. When was the uh, first sip? Well, the first sip was, uh, I think I uh, was around uh, four or five years old. This is because they, in Sardinia, they make, which is something typical from there and from Emilia-Romagna, uh -huh. a type of wine which, which is actually cooked most. And uh, it's called Sasaba. Sasaba. So a bit like what they would do in Madeira. Is that what you mean by uh, cooked yes. wine? Mm, okay. Yes. Okay. And what, that's for children? <laughs> Uh, this is not for children. Well, actually, is is it, it doesn't contain alcohol, any alcohol. Oh, um, oh. Well, that sounds boring, doesn't it? Well, a little bit. That's why my grandfather was used to ferment it a little bit, so it gets like oh. uh, five, six percent APV. Okay, all right. So it's an so adoles that was my adolescent wine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why it was my uh, first sip. And you okay. start to get used to uh, to the flavor, to the taste. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, for a kid, it's, it's very sweet. So mm -hmm. it's like you drinking uh, the Morello cherries, um, fish okay. cherries, but mm -hmm. with much less alcohol, of course. Of course. So basically one of your five fruit a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now you've ended up, obviously, in Harry's Bar in London. You're the uh, restaurant manager and the sommelier there. So how did you, when did you come to London? Did you come to London for the wine scene or were you already here? I did not. Well, I came in uh, January 2015 and mm -hmm. um, my, my career path uh, at the time was uh, totally different because I had ah. a couple of um, companies based on IT. Ah, that's um, not very wine related. It's not wine related. This is but this is not romantic. This story. Well, it, it's, it's not, but the but. All, all the following it is actually because okay, I'm uh, ready for it. I found myself well. I work in a restaurant since I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, my uncle is a um, sommelier from my father's side. Uh, they make wine. Um, from my mom's side, of course, they make wine. And um, they, the side of my family, of my father, one point, they split the family. And mm -hmm. uh, that part of the family is making the Fantinel wines, uh, which, okay. by the way, they, they export a lot. Ah, okay. So that is the wine details in your history. So Yes, but my history is, uh, and my background is more related to the Sardinian part. Okay. I don't have much connection with uh, my father's family. Okay. We won't talk about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and moving on swiftly back to the IT part, which you say then gets more romantic. So how did you go from IT to wine then? Well, because I found myself in need of uh, learning the English language, which okay. at the beginning was pretty much about hello, yes, no, bye. <laughs> <laughs> two, and... two beers, please. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so I found myself doing what I do best, working in a restaurant. Uh -huh. And I started as a food runner. Mm -hmm. And after three months, I moved on the floor as a waiter because I learned the language. And, well done. Um, thank you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I started like, you know what? I don't want this company anymore. I just want to focus on 
what I always done, which is wine, hospitality, um, make people happy in serving through the wine. Love it. And that's um, how you've carried on and ended up in Harry's Bar. So I have a question. Harry's yes. Bar, no surprise, oh, maybe it is a surprise, is an Italian restaurant with an Italian wine list. And before this podcast, I quickly checked online to see what Sardinian wines were there. And I couldn't see any. No? Yes, me too. We, oh, have, um, we do have a lovely Vermentino, a lovely Cannonau from La Marmora. Fantastic. What a guest. You know what? Let's go on the journey to Sardinia. Okay, so tell us, you've obviously been to Sardinia all throughout your life. Do you have a favourite wine region? Um, I do. It's actually from where I'm from. So, ah, well, from Oristano. Yes. Ah, that's interesting. Okay, so you have not picked Vermentino, which tends to obviously do very well in the Galura region in the north. You haven't mm-hmm. picked Caranao, which generally is in the kind of, the, well, it can be the whole whole island, but generally in the east. You've gone west. Okay, so let's talk about the western. That is from where your mum is from. And I know they do Venaccia, the Oristano. Is yes. that Would that be the great variety that you uh, Yes. With? Is okay. um, called Vernaccia, mm-hmm. which is not the same of the one you find in Tuscany. And actually, the, the term of Vernaccia was quite common when they brought it into the island. And uh, it comes from uh, Vernaculus. They make it in a pretty oxidative uh, style and uh, they make it in Solera. Do they also do it with uh, like a floor version where they don't quite fill up the the barrels a bit like what they do in sherry so there's the yeast kind of yeah the they actually the wine. they actually do the dock the denomination is mm-hmm. is quite strict but then mm-hmm. around you can move and make any type of wine uh, you like to in any style okay so to confirm so if somebody sees Vanaccia de Oristano on yes. the label is it yeah. always going to be oxidized? Is it always going to have those kind of more nutty flavors? Or can they, within that labeling term, can they make a fresher version of Vernaccia? I can confirm that they're going to find it oxidized. Always. Okay, always. boom. Okay. Yeah. So for anybody who likes their, their sherries or perhaps they like their, their Jura wines, this would be a really good place. They definitely, yeah, they definitely need to try Vernaccia because it's a okay. very complex wine. Now, obviously, we're talking about on the island because I imagine not a lot of it gets exported. But is it an expensive wine? How does it compare to the other wines on the island? Oh uh, well, it's not that uh, inexpensive. I mean, the of course the the biggest producer is the Cantina Sociale di Oristano. Okay. And uh, if you go for day wines, they're still affordable. But most of uh, of the pretty the premium Bernaccia di Oristano uh, are quite expensive, actually. Ah, well, I suppose because if they're spending, say, four years or something in a barrel before being bottled... Yeah, there's a long process behind, and... Uh, they've got to make that money back. Yeah. Okay, so you like the premium stuff. <laughs> I actually do. Okay, so imagine everyone's gone to Oristano, this region, on the west, so in the centre of Ireland, on the west... Yes. Just because it's quite nice, I imagine for people to enjoy these wines, they should go to Sardinia. So, is there really nice beaches? Because this is, I imagine, a lot of the vineyards are grown quite close to the coast here. I mean, this is a tiny. This is, well, I wouldn't say it's a tiny island. This is a little bit smaller than um, Sicily, mm-hmm. so it's still a decent size. Would I be right in saying that the majority of the inland is hills and forest and green? So, a lot of the vineyards on the outside, right? Yes, correct. Okay, so when when they go to this region, Oristano, are they going to be able to easily just, is there beautiful beaches that they should visit? They're marvellous beaches. Um, 
the the inside of this is the uh, the peninsula where is uh, Tarros, and this is another topic because Tarros was uh, an ancient Phoenician uh, city and then was a Roman port. Ah. Okay. All that is a natural reserve. So they try to uh, to buy year after year. As you know, the uh, all the part of uh, Porto Cerpo was bought by uh, Arabs. Okay. And they tried to do the same with uh, that side of, of Sardinia. But they always refuse. Also, Berlusconi tried to to, to buy the peninsula. But at the moment, it's currently open of to the everyone. Sinus. Nature reserve. It, Yes, it's open to everyone. Uh, of course, you have very strict rules. You cannot take the sand. You have, um, if you're sailing, uh, you have special places where you can stand still. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, there are some species that you cannot fish. So bear in mind that if you go there, you need to respect the rules. Otherwise, I saw many tourists uh, with 5,000 <laughs> euro fine because they were taking the, oh, the sand really? home yeah there is uh, a one beach it's called Isarutas mm -hmm. and uh, most of the people they they uh, listen now uh, if they went to Sardinia they might know this uh, particular beach because the sand is uh, it looks like uh, rice wow and it's beautiful as it's so white and as beautiful colors but of course during the years uh, many people have been taking this home so now they, they're trying just to uh, preserve it a bit better. Would you say this is one of the best beaches or is that not fair? Because I assume there's just loads of amazing beaches on the Sardinian islands. Do you know what? I would say mm. so. Ah. Because the first time they brought me there was one or two years old. Okay. And um, I never get tired to go there. Never, it never uh, gets me bored. You know, it's, and every okay. time you go there, it's always the first time. I love that. Okay, and how long will it take you? What's the best airport? You have two. You have one down in the main town, and then there's another airport in uh, Yeah, you have Alguero. Alguero, yeah. And uh, also Cagliari. Okay, so, and how long will it take for both, like half an hour from both airports? Yeah, one hour, one hour and a half. Uh, possibly a bit less from uh, Cagliari because uh, you have just one straight, high straight, so mm -hmm. it, it's a little bit more fast. Okay, fair. Okay, so this is your favourite region. Do you have a second or maybe one that's less emotional that you think it really represents Sardinia? Uh, I do well, of course, uh, Gallura. Okay, and, so this uh, is, yeah, the only DOCG on the island. So, yeah, maybe you could explain us a little bit more about what it's like in Gallura. The, it's the most famous, but I would say uh, once that one is the most famous, I will move mm -hmm. down to the uh, north part of Cagliari. So in between... <laughs> mine and Cagliari because they okay. actually making very interesting wines right so which region are we talking about now are we thinking about Noro uh no you go more down south uh so okay. if you pass my town and going uh, uh towards Cagliari there mm -hmm. is um all that uh length of land which is actually making uh, beautiful wines and is there is the land uh, by the way, which is thought to be where the Cannonau grape uh, has origin. Okay, so let's talk about Cannonau then. Yeah. What? How would you describe Cannonau? Do you feel it's very different to Grenache? Grenache. Uh, yes, I do actually. Mm -hmm. Think about the the old the old terroir, and mm -hmm. um, it's different also in uh, in Sardinia. 
whatever is planted, so it gives different wines. But to me, as a more full body character, it's a little bit more written, a bit more complex. Okay. And uh, the tannins are quite high. Mm, okay. And do you, this is the original area, but the most famous is, I mentioned obviously the Noro. Yeah. But there's up in the highlands, uh, I'd probably pronounce it incorrectly, but Mamoyada. Yes, okay, perfect. I said it correctly. Beautiful. It, it's, that's a much higher altitude and you get some real pureness, freshness, this kind of idea of almost heading towards Pinot Noir style, apparently. Correct. Yes, okay. it's correct. And um, all those uh, canon out from, uh, from there, uh, a little bit uh, less from Yersu and uh, Oliena as well, which are the, the three main uh, and most famous areas, uh, producing areas for canon out. Mm-hmm. They give uh, this very elegant canonau. So you're talking about something that you can definitely compare uh, to Pinot Noir for this elegance, for this uh, deep, fresh fruit. But would you say so? The, the more elegant style of canonau is, as I just mentioned, Mamoyala. Okay, <laughs> Mamoyala. But where you're talking about, which is much further south, it's bigger and bolder and a bit more rustic and more tannins. Do you prefer that style? I do prefer that style, yeah. And can you confirm again what region that is? Um, it's all the length of land that goes from uh, Cagliari mm-hmm. towards Oristano. So we're talking about something like uh, 30 kilometers. Okay. Yeah, and all in there, uh, you got this old expression of the Canonau. How would they label that? Because you've got Canonau de Sardegna, which obviously mm-hmm. is Canonau from the whole island so the area that you're talking about does it have a different labeling term or you just have to kind of know the areas the towns the places um it's still labeled as canonau di sardegna and they they use the doc mm-hmm. so it's more about if people go to sardinia they should have a look speak to the producers maybe ask the sommeliers and waiters exactly where that canonau comes from and if it comes from close to Cagliari the mm-hmm. capital of Sardinia, that would be worth them trying if they like the idea of a more intense rustic style. Yes, okay? absolutely. Okay. There is one producer, however, which is in not far away from there, and the, the town is called San Luri. And uh, actually, I think mm-hmm. you can find something here in the UK. Uh, the, um, the winery is called Suento. And for a couple of years, I think for five years now, they went a little bit uh, towards a much fresher style of winemaking. Mm-hmm. Fab. Okay, so that's another one that people can mm-hmm. look out for. We're now obviously heading down further into the south. Down in the south area is Carignano, Carignano yes. area, right? Correct. I think, am I right in saying some of the oldest vines on the island are the Carignan, the Carignano, right? So the soils down in the south are really sandy, right? And so if anybody listening, Phylloxera, that horrible evil louse that came and devastated most of the vines in, in Europe in the 1800s, yeah. it actually can't really survive. Well, I think it, it, it can go around the sandy soils, but it can't really attack the vines. It doesn't like them. So for that reason, there are some lots of ungrafted Carignano vines, apparently, down mm-hmm. in the south. So what's your opinion of the Carignano down in the, I should probably confirm, the Sulcis region. Am I pronouncing that right? Sulcis. Sulcis. The Sulcis region. Yes. Yeah, so this is the kind of the king of the south. Absolutely. I think, uh, well, I had a, a pretty intense wine tasting of Carignano. Uh, it was last mm-hmm. year in June. 
and I found it very interesting how it uh, expressed in um, with the Sardinia soil. I think it's still in that phase of uh, development experimentation, mm -hmm. in which they they need to understand a little bit better how they uh, the vine uh, works along with the climate and uh, and the soil. But it's very interesting. Uh, most of them, I found them very herbaceous. Okay, right. So uh, quite herby and, veg and vegetal. Yeah. Yes. So I think okay. they're still trying to figure out well, what's the, the best way to harvest, to making. Have you tasted the Terebrunne? I did, yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know about Terebrunne, the reason I, I bring that up is that one of the most amazing enologists of Italy, Gaiaco Motakis, who is famous for making the Sassacaia wines, mm -hmm. working with Antonori, obviously developing Dignanello, etc. He obviously, I think, is probably the top enologist that has come over to Sardinia and he's doing amazing things with uh, the Santari family. So the, mm -hmm. the Terra Brune wine is with um, Santari, isn't it? Which is, yes. which, is it still a co-op? So it's, it, was always, it was a cooperative uh, back in the past. I assume it's still a co-op, isn't it? Yes, I don't know if they uh, mention it on their website, uh, but surely because the the system that they have uh, is that uh, many of the vineyards are, are still uh, owned by small families, so they mm. they gather. Yeah, uh, it's still under the control of the producer, uh, yeah. so you go through the whole process uh, in uh, in the vineyard uh, through the harvesting and etc but yes i think so it, it, it is blended with another grape variety there's a small amount oh, okay. it's a small percentage which is the the bovale but i think in this case is is a mutation of the bovale Yes, it, I mean, well, okay, for a second then, let's sidetrack to, apparently Sardinia has like 150 indigenous varieties, so you've got like Bobale Grande, Bobale Manu, Bobale Sado, although I have mm -hmm. heard apparently some of that might actually be Graciano. Uh, yeah, welcome, <laughs> welcome to Italy. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Um, it's so, not confirmed. It seems a bit messy. Like it, it seems. It could so, be indigenous. So basically, the, the 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 history behind is it seems like that the Bovale Grande or, or Bovale Spagnolo, Spanish Bovale, seems mm -hmm. to be the Graciano. But then there is this other variety which is uh, strictly connected in terms of DNA to that Bovale, is the Bovale Sardo. Okay. So it's a little. Uh, you know, uh, land of nobody uh, at the moment because you, you, <laughs> well, you aren't sure what you're getting yeah. into. But the expression of uh, this grape is amazing. Okay, so there are anyway lots of indigenous varieties to try. Yeah. Just finishing off the famous enologist, Daikoma not only works with the Santari co-op, mm -hmm. but he also works with Agiolas making a yes. Torriga, which actually is mainly Cananao, but then there's a blend of yes. other things. I think some Carignano and other bits and bobs in there as well. So that if anybody wants to try, I suppose... I don't know if it's fair to say flagship. There's amazing wineries all over the island, but these two are certainly... A they're famous. Yes. I suppose they become cult. They get a cult status because Gaiacomo touches his... Well, his... Arjolas and uh, Turriga is possibly one of the best expression of fine wine in Sardinia. Um, oh, okay. Possibly. You're going to put your stamp of approval on that. Absolutely. And uh, okay. we, we're Boom. talking about the wine that comes comes out around uh, 50 quid. Mm -hmm. if you, yes, not cheap. If you buy, yeah, not cheap at all. If you buy in Sardinia, between 50 and 60. 
Oosh, and that's in Sardinia. But to talking about the winery, um, Agiolas, I, this, I don't know many of the wineries in Sardinia because obviously they're not being exported. It's hard mm. to know about them. But these guys, you can get them generally. They do export. And I believe they kind of led the wine revolution in the 1990s. So they're one of the main guys that really jumped on the bandwagon of high-quality production, right? Absolutely. Well, they mm. have very massive production and uh, they adapted of course during the years uh, as well to what the the wine world is, is going uh, now towards a more fresh and elegant style of wines and uh, one of the wines that we should mention is the sparkling ah they make sparkling okay yeah they make sparkling no, I'm not sure if these are cholas. I, I'm pretty confident it is. What they do, they basically age it under water. Oh, I love this. This is exciting. Okay, 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 okay. Which wine is this? Do you happen to know the name of it? Or you just know that the wine uh, makes... Tagliamare. It's called uh, Vino Spumante Brut, mm -hmm. uh, where Spumante is foamy. So it's a sparkling wine mm -hmm. and it's called Tagliamare, which literally means uh, cutting uh, sea. Wow. Okay. Um, do you by any chance happen to know how much that would cost? Um, I don't think it's, it's too expensive. I think okay. you can find it around uh, 11, 12, 13 euro. What? Something like that. And it's been aged in the sea? Yep. For how long? Do you happen to know? Um, I know this is um, a winery. So. <laughs> no, the minimum should be uh, six months. Wow, that's still pr that is impressive. Okay, that's awesome. So people need to look out for that wine. That's really different, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now let's let's move on back up to the north because we didn't talk about Golora, and of course. This is the DOCG. It's probably what makes the island most famous in terms of wine terms, the Vermentino. And I adore Vermentino. I love the limey, lemony, high acidity, kind of saline nature of Vermentino de Galora. So what, what do you think? What's your opinion on this wine? I'm with you all the way through. Vermentino is, uh, uh, especially in Galora, that has this lovely, refreshing, as you said, limey, zesty expression. But also it's mm -hmm. very interesting because you find a lot of saltiness yes. and uh, the aromatic of the grape comes through very bright. So it's, it, it is an easygoing wine, uh, mouth-watering, mm -hmm. refreshing, but still has this complexity that goes uh, all the way through uh, between the, the nose when you get all the aromas and, yeah. the, and the palate when you're actually going to taste the wine. And it's just amazing. The saltiness is amazing. I had the perfect pairing. I think I told you this already, honestly. Like, there's obviously great pairings throughout the world, but one that just for me was a really just beautiful moment was a Vermentino de Galora with mm -hmm. clams and spaghetti. And, that, yeah. and these clams, like, there was lots of basil herbs on them and just a load of olive oil and a decent amount of lemon juice squeezed on top. And I have mm -hmm. to say... It was a heavenly, heavenly moment. I bet so. Even mm -hmm. because this is one of the most famous pairing back to Sardinia. And uh, to okay. make it work even better. Mm, um, better. Because you have... Better. Yeah, yes, better, <laughs> much better. Uh, okay. You already have the saltiness of the clams. Okay. But to make something full, 
uh, you can create on top of it a lot of potarga. What? Potarga? Yes, which What's, is... Uh, what's potarga? Potarga is a very typical... It's mullet roe, basically. And oh, okay. Type yeah. of like fish, like a fish egg? Fish eggs, fish, yeah. Fish correct. eggs. Okay. Well, what they do, the process is uh, dry aging these eggs. Uh, wow. to, they get to the point that they're very solid. Okay. And uh, and then you can gravy on this type of dish. Uh, I usually eat it like uh, on like uh, just slicing them and eat them Ooh. like this. What on their own? Yeah, and you weirdo. Has, <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm famous for this. <laughs> and it has this salty, deep, um, very complex flavor. It is oh. not for every product. So okay. just I suggest you, if, if you haven't tried anything similar before, uh, mm -hmm. just to have a little bite on its own to okay. try and, to understand how does it feel like. So it's just for the refined palate or the weirdos? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Main, mainly for the weirdos. So if we're talking about in Sardinia, the food, you mentioned that. What, what other food would, would be famous from Sardinia or be a really good option to have with some of the wines from Sardinia? Well, you know what, Sardinia, uh, even though it's an island and mainly, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's touched by sea, uh, it's surrounded by sea, the most traditional dishes are uh, earthy ones. So there's a lot okay. of meat, sheep. You have loads uh, of sheep. Yes. Do you, you have do. like four million sheep uh, Well, I, I, I googled I it. <laughs> yeah. I googled it. Mm -hmm. Four millions. Four million sheep. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Yeah, you learn well, something new every day. <laughs> I, 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 do you know how many goats? Oh no, I didn't. I didn't Google okay. goats. Do you? Do you know how many goats? I have no idea, but oh, I do know okay. that if you go uh, around around by car, <laughs> if you travel by car, happen uh, to see them in the middle of the street. Okay, and it so, doesn't matter. Yeah. So we're talking probably quite a few millions of goats as well, then, right? Yes, I think so. <laughs> so and okay, so. Delicious. Right, yummy goats. What would you would you think the goats would go better with the Cananaos, or would you think they would go better with the Cananaos? Um, what would you pair them with? I think, and this comes from my, well, I tell you before, uh, definitely Cananao because I am in love with Cananao. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I had a quite uh, interesting experience because I had it like um, a tartar of goat. Ooh. And you Goat say, what? Tartar. You weirdo. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and I was just shocked because the taste was so delicate. Okay. That I was shocked. And it went very well with uh, Nuragus, which is another uh, indigenous grape. Uh, Nuragus is a white mm -hmm. grape a variety. White. Oh, okay. Quite yeah. citrusy and zesty and apple y, right? Uh, so yes. Yeah, so this goes well with your goat tartar. Absolutely. Okay, Nuragus. Okay, let's move on to Nuragus. So Nuragus, is this from a specific area? Uh, yes, it's from like in between, uh, we were talking about this area before, this, the, the length of land that goes between Cagliari, which is uh, quite famous and uh, it detains mm -hmm. the DOC for the Nuragus, uh, straight up to slightly before Mogro, my town. And they okay. make beautiful Nuragus. Mm, okay, so that's, that's another perfect pairing. Is there any, okay, is there any other indigenous varieties that people should know about as well if they were to come to Sardinia? 
Absolutely. Uh, well, we talked about uh, Bovale, mm -hmm. uh, which is confusing. Which, <laughs> which is confusing, uh, but it finds the uh, the perfect area to grow in near Mogoro, where my mom is from, mm -hmm. and then Semidano. Okay, which is a white. Which is a white, okay. and Semidano is a very and that's when as well like like the Bovale finds the the best region in the uh, Medio Campidano, which is uh, where Mogoro or Istano are. And it's a very small grape, very resilient. Mm -hmm. It gives uh, very, very low yields, but it's a, it's a wine uh, of a, a very bold expression. And it's a wine that you could uh, have with a steak, along with a steak, along with the goat, along with uh, the sheep. Okay. Um, to balance the strong flavour. Uh, so I heard, but again, I haven't tried it. So I heard the Semidano does have a nice elegance to it. But is it more that it's yes. it's quite intense, uh, rich, but refined in style? Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. Semidano. Okay, so people, if, if they want to, so then just to sum up as well. So we've got Vermentino in the north and the granitic soils up there right on the coast. You've got your Pananal, which obviously grows everywhere, but you like the more rustic stuff from kind of the south, but the kind of more elegant, higher stuff is right in the east around the Noro region. Then you've got Carignano down in the south on the sandy soils. And then yes. your personal favourite, <laughs> Venezia, uh, the Oristano, which is oxidised. So it's loads of different styles really going on in Sardinia, right? Yeah, and the nice thing that nowadays they're doing uh, also many experimentations uh, like uh, sparkling wines and they have all the potential to do so. Vermentino uh, expressed very well uh, when it has the second fermentation. Um, mm -hmm. i tell you what we haven't touched on. Torbato. Torbato, yeah, very interesting. Does Torbato generally grow in the northwest? I've heard that there's yes. very little of Torbato. Uh, very little. We had this uh, conversation a while ago, me and mm -hmm. you, and uh, I haven't tried it yet, but for what I know, it comes from France, from uh, Roussillon. Oh, originally. Originally. Mm -hmm. But it was brought there by the Aragons. Being half Sardinian, what do you believe? Because this has not been proved and people fight both ways. Do you believe that all the great varieties that are Spanish came from during that Aragon rule and they came from Spain? Or do you believe that during the Aragon ruling in Sardinia, they took the great varieties from Sardinia and took them across to Spain? Which way well, around do you I, believe? I think is, uh, you know, Sardinia is a very interesting and rooted uh, history and uh, it's, it's, it's also very mysterious because you got more than 10,000 years of proved existence mm -hmm. of uh, very high civilized populations and I'm talking about Nuragi, mm -hmm. all those uh, structure, conic structures and I think that at one point they had a massive exchange of everything. So, uh, then I think they claim those to be theirs because, of course, the Spanish Empire was uh, slightly more powerful and known. So I think they claim the grapes as they were originally from, from Spain. Okay. Now you mentioned Nuragi. These are like these stone towers. Are they still all over the island? Absolutely. You can find them everywhere. So one of the most confusing things for anybody wanting to get into 
Sardinian wine, there's a category, well, like an appellation term, which is an IGT, so it's lower than the DOCs, which covers the whole island, and it's called Isola de Nuraghi, right? Yes, correct. That is why it, it's a bit of a weird, I don't know why it's not called Sardinia, IGT. <laughs> so basically, you can have red, white, and rosé. It's generally red wine, though, typically, that gets made. Yeah, I think that there is uh, just a marketing move. Uh, it was. <laughs> Uh, so no, 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 but I'm serious because uh, the um, it's a very poor region mm-hmm. and it basically lives on on tourism. On the other side, Sardinia are very welcoming but are very strict. Okay. Yeah, you okay. need to respect the rules. Uh, they have a, a beautiful land to to preserve. Uh, they they don't see very well people coming to just to spread rubbish around or yeah. trying to to steal and something. And so they shouldn't. Them. Yeah, and so they shouldn't. No, um, absolutely. So I think they, this was a marketing move to to try to get more out of the region, which is not only beautiful beaches, but also Nuragi, a lot of history, okay, a lot of uh, historical sites. The problem is people don't actually know what Nuragi is. <laughs> yeah, true. But, but now everyone listening, you know what Nuragi is, you know it's iconic from Sardinia, and it means that this is the, I guess, more everyday drinking wines, right? So if people see Isola yes. de Nuragi, this is going to be the much more affordable wines, it can be any grape variety. Are these are these good value, do you think? Are they lovely everyday sippers? What would you just summary of this? Great value. Very good value. They uh, consider uh, table wine, Mm -hmm. uh, even though most of them uh, lately are becoming uh, very good in quality, so a bit more refined. But still, you you know, you can get bottle for uh, six, seven euros, five euros. Lovely. Thank you so much for taking us through the little journey of uh, your beautiful island, Sardinia. My pleasure. I think hopefully people have got a bit more of an idea of where to go, what to try. There's quite clearly loads to try. And if they fancy being a weirdo like you, my beautiful friend, they have a few food pairings to even go with it as well. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much. You're amazing. And I'm going to leave you now to go and drink your wine. Thanks a lot. Thanks you. Thank Thank you, especially for having me there. Oh, you're the best. With all of you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Talking with Francesco, I realised that Sardinia has so much more to offer than we have any idea. But hopefully that's given you a little bit of an introduction with their history. You know about the Noragis now. You have quite a few different great varieties to adventure around with. So I shall leave it there. No more information from me. To finish off, I will give you a beautiful little wine quote from an Italian novelist, a poet and a journalist, and his name is Edmondo de Amicis. And he says, wine adds a smile to friendship and a spark to love. So thank you to all my wine lovers who have stuck with me and waited those few weeks for me to release this podcast. Please leave your comments. Give me your reviews on whichever app you're listening to. And as always, please share this with all wine loving friends. Until next time, cheers to you.